Morning. Morning. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking. That happened quick. Because you know, sometimes the bandwidth takes and, its time. And FYI, always reminder: don't be looking down when I'm trying to get things up and running. Because well, no, that's what I just said. I said I was not paying attention, and I was, you know. You can't see the signals. <laughs> I, yeah, I got I to gotta actually focus forward to actually see the signals. You are right there. So good morning, everyone. It is Triumph Tuesday. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live from Vera Beach with two sisters. And good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva, reporting to you live from the circle. Maybe we should call you Control Diva. Diva, the other one I love is Deadline Diva. What is it called? Oh, Deadline Diva. Deadline Diva. So a lot of Diva names coming up. And I'm loving it. Some people think that Diva has a negative connotation, but I don't think so. I don't think so either. You know what? I think as a society, the whole labeling thing, you know, is out of control. Like one of the ones that I cannot stand and I'm learning and I feel bad because it's such a, it's an old name. I have friends that have this name um, is the whole Karen thing. Oh, she's just all, she's all Karen. And I'm like, I, I, I mean, I guess I understand the, you know, the meaning behind it, but I think it's probably one of the most ridiculous, stupid, dumbass phrases. I actually have a whole list. I'm keeping a journal of all the phrases in 2020 that I actually, yeah, I'm not fans. Of, I'm not fan of, and that really need to just like, they're, they've been expired. They need to, you know, their expiration has run its course. Time to get rid of them. Yeah. So how's your morning going? <laughs> it's going great. Uh, I was able to get out early, <laughs> had a couple errands to do. Um, I still have to do a couple more, but on errands. I thought you were in quarantine. Well, I, I did have to do one thing. Yeah. I, I, I am in quarantine, absolutely. But um, you only have a few more days. What I have a few more days, and the other thing is too. You know, I can't expect Poppy to go out and do these errands. That is true. That is true. And speaking of errands and getting out there, uh, before we actually start chatting about Triumph Tuesday. You know, different areas have their own community pages on, on social media. Right. So I happened to uh, the Vero Beach community web, you know, page, whatever alert came up. So I checked it out and it was a woman. And this is how, like, it, it kind of always it reminds me of, you know, a little, little girl that, you know, whispers something into someone's ear and then they whisper to someone and they, you know, just keeps going round and round and round. And when you get to the end, either the story has changed and or um, it's not even in the same realm of what the original secret was or whatever. So I open it up and a woman posted, hey, in, in all caps. So obviously we know when you're on social media and you tend to use all caps means that you are, I'm assuming, yelling or saying it with a lot of passion, let's just say. So she says, FYI, and it's all caps, just so you know, I, and I'm obviously going to add my own inflection of my interpretation. FYI, just so you know, I overheard an employee of Walmart whispering. So that right there, I'm like, you overheard 
someone whispering, like, were you, were you pulling a Biden, like sniffing? Like, what was all that about? Number one, that's another, that's another creepy story. But anywho, so I overheard, you know, a, you know, Walmart employee whispering or whatever, um, that one of their employees on the night shift or one of the shifts had the virus. So beware, stay away from there, blah, 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 blah. So of course, you can imagine some of the comments coming in were, well, you know, that looks like third, fourth, fifth party information, number one. Number two, did you honestly think, just gotta throw that out there, did you honestly think going into Walmart that you might, you just might run into someone that has the virus? Just throwing it out there. Gee, I think you just might. So a lot of comments came in. I didn't comment right away. I love to, I love to see where the conversation's going. And a lot of people were, you know, upset. You know, you had two sides of the fence, those people that are really facilitating and verbalizing in their own way, you know, stay home, quarantine. And then you had those others that were very angry. Like, are, are you kidding me? Like, this is news, blah, 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 blah. So I said, you know what? There's no one in the middle. There's no, there's no common sense comments. So I did a common sense comment, not yelling, um, being respectful of the person posting it, even though I didn't agree, because again, it's like third party information. And in fact, there was actually some employees that also commented and or family members of say their child works there to kind of, re, you know, totally say, you know, it's not true or whatever. But I thought to myself, okay, well, what if it is true? Common sense by now, because we are in July, we've been dealing with this and people are still calling it a pandemic. I don't think it's still a pandemic. I, I don't know when, when does a pandemic actually end? I don't know. But in my view, we're not in a pandemic anymore, but that's my view. And I could be wrong. I just don't see it at this point. I think we're kind of past that. We're kind of monitoring where we're at right now, kind of copacetic. But I said, common sense. So if you don't think that you've probably, it's not a question of, you know, if we're going to be exposed, it's a question of when we're going to be exposed. Kind of like the common cold, kind of like the flu. You're going to run into people that are either asystematic or had it or have it. And you may know and you may not know. I mean, that's the reality of it. And to, you know, put it out there in the way that she did, I actually felt bad for her because she was literally just, people were pounding on her. And sometimes you have to kind of sit back when you, you see that, things like that on social media. A, consider the source, because sometimes that has some bearing. And B, you can answer the question, not agree, but do it respectfully. And you just, social media is kind of kooky that way. Can you hear me? I just realized I did not have my microphone near me. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to hear you in stereo. Awesome. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> was it, does it sound better from over there? Well, this is, a good, this is a good way to test. Which way does it sound better? So it was over here. And okay. now I normally have it here. Well, I guess it sounds a lot better. Okay. So you're not making fun of me. This no. is what this is what a little sister does, and I'm saying little. She's younger. She's taller, 
but yes, she, uh, she is younger. I'm just going to get that out there because you knew it was about to come up in the conversation at some point. Oh, it always does. It absolutely does. So, Graham Tuesday, earlier I had posted a quote, and I'm going to get onto our page. <laughs> so, I woke up with tri these two words, triumph and struggle. I'm like, triumph and struggle. I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday triumph. And so I looked those two phrases up and I've seen this quote from Wilma Rudolph before. And it's quote, and she says, the triumph can't be had without the struggle. So think about that for a moment. Any struggle that you have been through in, in your life, you know, obviously the first thing that pops up to me, oh, well, there are a lot of things that pop up because there's always a lot going on up here. Good. Yeah, there is a lot going up on there. I'm just saying. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so the, one of the first things that popped up for me was my journey with weight loss. That comes up a lot. So I never thought when we put the, the, that thought into our, our heart and our mind, like I never thought that I could get healthy again but i did and there was a lot of struggle with that and i'm gonna i'm been straight up about my weight loss journey it was not easy it was not easy and long ago in my early 40s when you know the internet had not just come out but it was really starting to you know, you'd Google something and all this stuff would come up and it was so overwhelming. So in a lot of respects, I was on my own, but I wanna share this with you because I think it's really important. I never thought I could, but what if you turn that around and say, I know this journey is going to be hard. However, I'm willing to put in, in the effort <laughs> so that I can, achieve my goal. So for me, it was not going on another diet. I hate diets. That's what did it for me. That's, you know, just a little snippet of how that struggle to get healthy turned into a triumph, which led me to become a personal trainer, massage therapist, a health coach and now a book coach and international bestseller. So look back on your struggles, where you've been, where you thought you could never be, where you are now, and how that can diversify into something different, something really good to help and inspire others. So what do you think about that, Carol? So um, any struggles that you can think of that well, you Right. Well, before I get into to me, what I would like to add to that is obviously we both agree on the whole diet thing. You know, it's a scientific fact that our bodies cannot get nutrition from a balanced, balanced perspective with food alone. And that is why I think diets are a cracker. It's, it's a moneymaker. You know, the money is at the root. You know, when you hear that we were hearing this term all the time now, follow the money. Well, the health and wellness industry and diet industry in, in itself is a money-making industry, number one. So is it nutrition? But the, the bottom line is, what is sustainable? 
you know, we cannot, you know, you can't keep eating prepared box meals because you're on a diet program. You cannot continually deprive your body of certain food groups on a long period of time and sustain that lifestyle. You cannot do it. Now, does that mean that some people don't have success choosing a lifestyle, whether it's a vegan, you know, uh, whether it's someone that, um, is a vegetarian. Yes, those are lifestyles. They're making those adjustments, but it's more of a lifestyle versus than a diet. So they choose a vegan becomes a vegan because, you know, they love animals and they don't believe in animal meat or any kind of byproduct of that. You know, a vegetarian is kind of somewhere in the middle, but those are lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. Those are not, those are not a fad or a quick fix. That's, that's a choice. The same thing with, with, with healthy nutrition and a healthy gut because we know that food alone cannot give our bodies that balance. So having a gut health is, again, a lifestyle. It is not a diet. So I agree with you. The whole diet thing is, is it's about making money. You may get that quick you know, sense of, okay, I've lost that 10 pounds or 20 pounds or whatever, but because it's unrealistic, you can't sustain it. Where you, you, know, you started with a program and adjusted your food intake along with exercise, along with a healthy gut to not only lose the weight, but you've been very, very, you know, you're one of the, you're one of the ones that is successful at it because you change your lifestyle. People that go on a diet, they're not looking to change their lifestyle. They're looking for that quick fix because they got to, you know, a wedding to prepare for or a prom or, you know, they're going on vacation or whatever, you know, getting married, whatever it may be, they're not making a lifestyle choice. They're making a fad choice. That is my opinion, my expert opinion. And that's what I believe and I'm sticking to it. Now, uh, what I have personally triumphed over, you know, triumph, the word triumph in itself almost seems huge, so big that mm -hmm. the goal has to match the, what you have in your head, in your thick head, of what the triumph is supposed to be. And people are forgetting that triumph has many levels of certain things. So in other words, it's so simplistic. If you have someone that suffers from autoimmune issues, getting out of bed can be debilitating. Like their, their body is just breaking down. So they've got whatever autoimmune system that affects their muscles, they're fatigued. So for them, today may be a day that they just got out of bed. That is a triumph. Now, for someone else, you're thinking, getting out of bed, that's a triumph. But if you understood the story behind the story of why it was difficult for her to get out of bed or him, you would realize, wow, that's a triumph. Um, someone who has been a procrastinator, you know, makes lists but never checks them off. And now today, finally check something off of that list and it may have taken them three months to do, that's a triumph. You know, a weight journey as you've described is a triumph. So for me personally, I would have to say that a triumph for me, I, I look at so many different levels of the different triumphs that I personally have felt. Um, but I think a triumph for me is just knowing that I can believe in myself. Now that is a very broad triumph. And the reason why I say that is I have received, you know, over the last few years, you know, multiple people in my ears of what I can do and what I can't do. 
be, uh, probably because of my age. Obviously, everyone knows I, I am 62. And why would I take on what I take on? And you, 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 you shouldn't be doing that now. You should, you're in your retirement years. And I kind of bought into that. And it put me in a really bad mindset. So for me, the triumph was knowing that regardless of whether I reach that pivotal end goal and result of where I think I want to be, because that fluctuates and that changes, the fact that knowing that I still have the passion and the drive and I'm going to block those people, block those noises that tell me I can't, that is a huge triumph because a lot of people feel at a certain age, when you get to a certain age, that you don't have any more goals. You don't have any more dreams. You should be settled. You should have lived your life to its fullest and be content where you're, you're at. And I'm not. And what I mean by that is, yes, I am fulfilled. I am content, but I want more. And being able to express myself in the manner that we were doing on two sisters, or now I'm getting, you know, obviously writing, I've, I've submitted my first, my first, uh, piece to your book, which I'm super excited and blessed uh, that you actually believed enough in me to ask me to be a part of that and, and look where it's led to now. That's a triumph. So triumphs can be small, they could be big, but they need to be celebrated regardless of how big or small they are, because those are the stepping stones. All these triumphs lead to the ultimate triumph, which is to me is your legacy. That is the ultimate triumph is your legacy of what you leave. Do you leave this earth better than when you were entered into it? Do you impact people? Are you showing people value? Are you showing people and expressing that it's okay to flub up, to screw up? I mean, here, what was it yesterday, day before we did our, we did our podcast and obviously I pivoted. I went outside because I love being outside, but I, I'm not really fully set up out there, which I'm working on. But so I, you know, did our live podcast from my phone and the phone fell. Now, some people go, oh, you know, how professional is that? It's not, but it's real, you know, and I think part of our triumphs have to be rooted in being authentically you, authentically us. Because when we do that, when we embrace who we are as a people, as a person, our posture and our knowing that are not giving up to say, you know what, I want more, it's okay to want more. Or if you're content, that's okay too. But I think sometimes we put up these barriers for ourselves because we're so concerned about what the outside world is going to think of us. Or, you know, what will they say? You know, why would she be doing this now? Are they crazy? They're starting up two sisters now? Yeah, because we have that passion, we have that drive and the triumph to actually understand the journey to the actual triumph of when our book comes out. That is just a stepping stone. We're going to be excited. We're going to triumph over it because we did it. But that's just a stepping stone for more things that we're going to do. So I think people have to embrace their triumphs, no matter how big they are, how small they are, because I truly believe that they're the stepping stones to the legacy that we leave on this planet. That is a really good outlook on what triumph is, in, for, not only for you, but it applies to so many 
different avenues in our life. Um, you know, obviously with COVID and everything going on in the world today, <laughs> I've had, I myself personally have had to pivot so many times. Like, no, you know, uh, you know, I'm working on a project and I see it going this way and something else happens and I'm like, no, that doesn't feel right. You know, let's do this. And, but the main purpose of that is to always learn along the way and re respect those feelings of what you're feeling and what that means to others. So I would love for our viewers to, you know, when you have the opportunity to watch the video, if you're not already on, what if you triumphed over? What would you like to triumph over? What does triumph mean to you? <laughs> and there's also a saying out there, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, but th there's has to be the umph in the try, triumph. And Absolutely. I'm saying, saying that totally wrong, but it, it's something to that effect. So think about that for, for a moment. So where do we get our umph from? Yeah, and I would actually like to know and let's get some celebration going on. You know, what has our audience like list something that you triumphed over? Maybe it was, you know what, you decided to turn the news off, that it was obsessing you so much that you're not getting, you're not getting your shit done for the day, whether whatever that stuff is, whether it's, you know, organizing, whether it's your housework, whether it's playing with your children, whether it's spending time with your spouse, that you actually turn the news off. That is a triumph. You know, did you, you know, start a new exercise program? Did you, you know, f finish that book that you kept, kept claiming was like the best book you could ever read and you couldn't put it down, but you never, you never finished it. There was like three chapters left. I know sometimes I will do that. I, like, I'm so excited and I want to know what the ending is, but I don't want it to end. So I put the book down. I wonder if anybody does that. I do it. Well, let's talk about reading because i love to read right i've got so many books and so little time to to read right but i read when i can <laughs> what i love to do is typically i read anywhere from five to eight books at a time so i will keep them on my and i actually have about a stack of 20 that i'm technically reading i counted them out yesterday because i was looking for one particular book but I put the bound side, so I can't see, the page side, I sh should say. So I can't see what book it is. And frequently I'll shuffle them around. So I'll pick up one book. And of course I turn the cover, oh yeah, this book. You know, and I read one chapter, I'll put it down. <laughs> then I pick up another book, read another chapter. God bless you. I, I would be, I don't know that I could do that. Maybe I should try that. I don't know that I could do that, but I think that's kind of cool. I love it because it's the art, for me, it's the art of, wow. You know, I'm, I'm looking at obviously from a reader standpoint, but then I look at it from a writer standpoint, standpoint, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, like, where did they come up with that concept and, and how it kept you so engaged in the story and, you know, for instance, a lot of, I'm a big Catherine Coulter fan. She usually has two stories within her um, FBI series books yes. going. And it's like, oh, my, the way she captures her, 
her, um, you know, the players in her book is just, I'm just amazed by it. And I think that's why I'm like so enthralled with it. And obviously one of the other books that I am reading is called The President is Missing. It's by James Patterson. Oh, I love him. And uh, a former, uh, pardon me. And a former president. Well, speaking of him, did you know he lived next to Epstein? Yes. And speaking of that, and speaking about stories, and a story within a story within a story within a story. Obviously, we know. I mean, and you could, I could, I could only imagine the book that is going to be written on this you know, Epstein's life and Maxwell's life, because you know it's coming out. And then there's going to be a movie and, and you know, documentaries and all that. And that's already started with, with um, Filthy Rich with, uh, from Netflix. <clears throat> Excuse me. So my thought was, you know, now you're talking about intriguing stories within stories. What are your thoughts? Because you, you know, being, you know, I've always journaled. Now I'm an author. You've been an author for, you know, obviously so many series and books and a bestseller, international bestseller. So I can imagine that your, your mind would definitely be like, what is going on and what's the story going to be in the story? So I was chatting, obviously, on our family chat. And obviously, I thought it was very odd thinking of whatever this book will be by Maxwell, thinking that she's been arrested, but we haven't seen her. You know, you, normally you will see some sort of picture. So there's been no picture. And then oddly, yesterday they announced that she's in New York, which I don't believe she's in New York. I don't believe it for a second. And I just thought, so then I started, like, you, like you're saying, now that, you know, we've been doing writing and, and journaling and preparing for our, our quarantine awakening, I started thinking, you know, almost like a detective. I think I'm a pretty critical thinker anyways. A lot of people will call it conspiracy, conspiracy theorist or whatever. I'm not even pronouncing that correctly. And that is okay. And I don't look at it that way. I think of, you know, I'm just critical thinking. So obviously there was connections. There was a picture now floating of a, uh, she's in a picture with Jean Benet. And apparently there's a connection with the father, Jean Benet's father. And for those who don't know who Jean Benet is, look it up or Google it. She's a young, beautiful, beautiful little young girl who they never found. She just kind of disappeared. Is that correct? Did they find her body? I don't believe so. She was found murdered in her own home. In the right. So they, so they did find her body. Oh, yeah. It was okay. in the house. Okay, so they think there was some, some connection there. I wasn't sure because I haven't, it's been such a long time since I heard that case. So there's a, there, there's a connection there, supposedly. But then, you know, as we we're chatting and, you know, this is where, you know, the juices start flowing of, you know, book writing or whatnot. You start thinking and, you know, was she already arrested because I don't, there's no court, there's no court papers from what I understand. I've not seen, to this day, I've not seen, sometimes you can, they release that. So I have not seen any arrests, you know, nothing with a date on it. You haven't seen any pictures of her. They've only shown a picture of this house in New Hampshire that she bought uh, through, I think, an LLC or whatever and paid cash for. And how ironic 
And I guess it would go in line with somebody being narcissistic as well, that she would live so close to New York where that is the attorney general that is going to prosecute her or that's where the case is going. But yet there's no pictures of her. You, you didn't see, you know, like with Epstein, you saw him being arrested. You saw him going to court. You know, you saw the whole process and we haven't seen anything. What, what do you think about that? Here's what I think. I'd love to know what you think. Oh, I think, and this is just purely speculative. I have nothing to back it up. But what my gut is telling me that she is in federal custody under heavy, heavy guard duty. She's, I don't think she's in New York. And I don't think she's in New Hampshire. I don't either. I, I, I don't know where she is. And my guess, and I kind of shared this this morning, was I believe, and this is the, the, the cool thing about, you know, chatting with different people and getting people's thoughts and interaction and engagement. I truly believe it's kind of like a cat and mouse game, meaning she obviously has names. Now, you know, I, I just literally watched Filthy Rich on Netflix. I have not watched anything on Netflix in this whole quarantine slash pandemic still, whatever going on. I watch very little TV. And it was July 4th, actually. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to watch it. I made John watch it because he at first didn't want to watch it. And he says, well, how long is this series? I go, I don't know, but it just keeps going from one to the next. So we're, we're, in, it for, we're in it for the duration. We're doing this. And we watched the whole thing in one night. And one of the things that I thought was very interesting was one of his victims, the Victoria Roberts, I believe is her, na her name, but she has a, that's her maiden name. And she was actually, there was a footage of his uh, Manhattan apartment and they showed this one room with all these TVs. And she said like, the, like we were always under, not only we, were we being like spied upon and watched, but it was the people that entered his apartment. And, and she basically said it was in every home. That's what he did. He had this very elaborate TVs and systems for every single room. And he made the statement, and I'm not going to get it verbatim, but it, it implied that basically I'm untouchable. I've got people in high places and I've got, I've got the goods on them basically. So my thing is if he had the goods on them, which a, where are the tapes now? They're probably with the FBI. There's tapes, there's film, there's all kinds of stuff. And I'm thinking she probably has the same damn thing. I mean, because if she was the mastermind and or co-conspirator mastermind, whatever, you would think, because if in fact, I mean, he, he definitely from this Netflix series, they did portray him as a narcissist. And I would say that he was by everything that I saw. And that's my opinion that she is too. And what if there was at one point she didn't trust him and he didn't trust her and they had the goods on each other. So I'm thinking besides her probably being able to corroborate a lot of the things that went on, she also got her own set of tapes. What do you think? Oh, this goes so deep and there's going to be a lot of people who are not happy. No, I think they're all, they're all suffering right now from the new virus, which is related to toilet paper. 
they're 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 having a toilet paper fest right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. And on that note, <laughs> before I forget, I just wanted to wish one of my very good friends from I Love Kickboxing, Stephanie Lindholm, a very happy birthday. Hi, happy Steve. birthday. Happy birthday. Great to see you back on the mat. I have another six days to go. I will be at the 5 a.m. Uh, class on Monday, July 13th. I can't wait. Um, as always, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and, oh, <coughs> excuse me, Overcast. You know, we love doing this. We love um, sharing what we're passionate about. We do, as you know, touch upon sensitive subjects and we always appreciate and love the feedback. So don't forget to let us know how you feel about today's episode, what you would like to see, what you would not like to see. It's all good. We welcome all feedback. So thank you so much for joining us today on Triumph Tuesday. My name is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva, along with... Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live from Vero Beach. The palm trees are flowing. I'm excited. I'm going to look at my list today. What does Nani Boss have to triumph today? Mm-hmm. I, got some, I got some things I got to add. You guys have a great, great day. Bye, everyone. Have a great day.